Well, welcome again to New Year's Eve family service. There is something so special about being together and worshiping God on the last Sunday of a year, on the last day of a year, and the last Sunday of a year. Um, Just something super special about that. Like Pastor Eric said, the way we end one season is the way that we enter the next. And man, we have so much expectation for 2024. God has been so faithful in 2023. We'll talk about that here just in a moment. And kids, so glad that you guys are in here with us. Um, We'll have some other elements this morning that maybe you'll appreciate um, and maybe the adults will appreciate equally. But um, it'll be good. So today is the last Sunday of 2023, and the last couple days, Eric and I were remembering that it was the first day of 2023 that we first got occupancy of this building. And before we had chairs, we brought in folding chairs, and before there was anything on the stage or any walls painted or any of these amazing sound panels created, the first thing that we did when we got occupancy of this building on the first day of 2023 was come in here. Remember the New Year party and pray event? We had pizza in the gym, then we came in here and we worshiped and we prayed and we had sticky notes that we um, put people's names that we were praying for or um, people groups or situations and we put them on the walls. And that was a year ago. And then after that gathering, then we got to work for like three months, right? And we painted and we prepped and we did all kinds of things. But the Lord has been so faithful in 2023. And we prayed out, a year ago, we prayed out a lot. And God has met us in this place, in this land that he has planted us never again for us to be uprooted. And every single Sunday, new families are joining. Every single Sunday, hands are raised, people giving their hearts to Jesus. Seems like almost every Sunday, especially recently, we hear a story of a kid telling their parent or a youth student telling their parent, I really like it here. Can we come back? In 2023, 180 people put their faith in Jesus for the first time. So awesome. Like Eric mentioned, 40 just in the last two weeks. We were able to celebrate with 13 people who went public with their faith through water baptism. Um, Something that's really cool, you know, over, we've been a church for six and a half years or so, and about every year we have grown pretty steadily at 20% growth in all the different metrics every year, Um, which is great. It's a great steady growth to grow by 20% every year. This year, in in in-person attendance, we grew by 78%. So that's significant. We've really grown as a church family. Um, And that's total attendance. If you look at youth attendance, we've grown by 100%, 100%. And then for kids we've grown by 175%. Um, And that is because we're reaching a lot of new kids and we're making a lot of new kids. (laughs) A little bit of both. Um, We hosted our first kids camp this year, which was so fun. So great to have a property and facility to do that. We had 52 kids come um, to a live kids camp, 20 salvations that week. It was so powerful. Hosted Christmas Express again for the first time in five years and Um, Like Pastor Eric mentioned, 648 people came out to that, 24 people putting their faith in Jesus. We had record attendance at Serve Day. Am I ringing or no? Okay. Um, We had, yes, 
Uh, okay. Um, we had 77 people participate in Serve Day this year, which was awesome. And the Amazing Alive team, the team of people that serves on Sunday morning, steadily grew. We've got 104 people serving on Sunday mornings on the Alive team. God has been so faithful to us as a church family um, as he has added to our numbers daily and as we're growing in what God is doing in us and what he's doing through us. And so it's good to pause and to reflect on our personal lives, on the goodness of God. What are the good things that have happened in 2023? How are the ways that God has transformed us more into his likeness in 2023? But for the rest of this morning, we're going to um, reflect on 2024 because it starts tomorrow. Are you guys ready? I'm not sure I'm ready. We got our new calendars. We got to put our new calendars up and and all of that. But 2024 starts tomorrow. And I believe with all of my heart that individually and collectively, God has a new thing for all of us. God is always, we see in scripture, I don't have it for the um, screens, but we, we see that God is always doing a new thing. We see in, um, I don't have this for the screen, but Proverbs 4:18 says, the path of the righteous is like the morning sun shining ever brighter until the full day of light. And so we can have expectation as believers that, that our path is going to grow brighter and brighter. We can have expectation for the good new thing that God is going to do in 2024. And I know it's an election year, and I know the world's getting wild, and I know <clears throat> maybe you have some uncertainty on what 2024 will bring, but you know what? It doesn't change the kingdom of God. It doesn't change what God's doing in your heart, what God's doing in your life. We look back on 2020, and we had some of the most incredible breakthroughs and blessings that year. Um, and so our, our life is not dependent on um, who's in office, right? We're, our life is not dependent on the political climate or the global climate. Our life is dependent on the word, and on the kingdom of God. And so we can have great expectation for what is to come in 2024. Um, I don't have this for the screen either, but in 2 Timothy 2, it says, and we go from glory to glory and faith to faith as we're transformed into his likeness. And so we, we see this expectation in God's word that our, our life, our path is going to get brighter and brighter. Next year is going to be brighter than this year. We have this expectation from the word of God that we are going to become more like Christ from glory to glory, faith to faith, this coming year than we did this previous year. Amen? Um, and so I know the kids a lot of times repeat scriptures. I think that'd be awesome this morning. The foundational scripture for this morning is Isaiah 43, 19. Can you guys read it with me? Let's try to all read it together in the same cadence. <laughs> that will be a 2023 miracle. But let's, let's just let our, um, let's all speak it together. Say, behold, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. We did pretty good. That was pretty good. God says, behold, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you perceive it? Well, we just had Christmas. Hope you guys all had wonderful Christmases. And something super fun about Christmas time, especially for kids, is getting new things, right? God says, I'm doing a new thing. And I think we can all have a fresh appreciation for new things this Christmas. How many kids in the room got a new toy? Raise your hand, loud and proud. How many of you guys like your new toy better than your old toy? Yeah. And if you got new clothes, you like your new clothes better than your old clothes. Parents, hopefully you got some new slippers or a new electronic or a new clone or something. 
Um, but I think we all have an appreciation for new things. Um, but I think if we're honest, sometimes we can like old things better. Ella, can you trust me? Lady, like how about stuffed animals? Sometimes a new stuffed animal's great, but sometimes your old stuffed animal is better. Meet Lady. <laughs> lady is a good 30 years old. <laughs> lady was a gift from my dad however many Christmases ago, and he recognized her this morning. He said, oh, wow, Lady. <laughs> and now it's in one of my kids' rooms and their animal. Um, and so if I lost Lady, kids, you understand this. If you lose your stuffed animal, you don't want a new one. You want the old one that you you lost, right? All right, Stephanie, most parents, you might appreciate this better. Um, how about clothes? Like, yes, new clothes are nice, but sometimes you have that favorite hat that's creased just right, or the, the lived-in sweatshirt or pants or whatever it might be, um, and you don't want a new sweatshirt or a new hat because your old one is really good. Ella, thank you so much for helping. So this one is a good 20 years old. Nothing like an old sweatshirt. This is pretty hideous, isn't it? But I love it. When I want to lounge around the house, it's lived in. Eric's, this is Eric's old sweatshirt that has now become my sweatshirt. And it's real good. Thank you, love. Or how about recipes? Sometimes new recipes are good. But old recipes sometimes are your favorite. Anybody cook some old recipes that you don't want a new one because this one is great grandma whoever's and it tastes better than anybody's new one. Um, <clears throat> I feel that way about my mom's egg casserole. There's lots of great quiches and egg casseroles, but nothing like the old one. And you know, the Bible's full of stories of God's people clinging to the old because there's something comfortable, there's something cozy, there's something secure, um, there's something predictable about old things sometimes, right? Even when God says, I'm doing something new, it's springing forth, do you perceive it? And maybe you're like, yeah, I'm perceiving it, but I'm not sure I want it. Um, and so I want to, you know, there's a time, there's lots of different times throughout Scripture where God is doing something new, and God's people resist it because they really like the comfort of the old. Makes me think of the Scripture in the Old Testament where God is freeing his people from Egypt, and he's... He's bringing them to a new land, a better land, right? His, he wanted the path of his people to be brighter and brighter, so he's bringing them to a better place. Um, and they're not sure they're comfortable with it. And God miraculously provides bread and, and quail from above from them, but it's new. It's a type of bread they've never seen before, and they're not sure they like this new life that God is leading them to. And so I, I would take you to a couple of scriptures, but with kids here this morning, thought that the, this um, scripture could be best expounded via video, kids' video, and we're going to learn from this. And so will you guys turn your attention to the screen, and then I'll be right back. Explained what God had said to the Israelites. That same afternoon, the camp was filled with quail. They all ate. The next morning, the land was covered with drops of dew. When the sun dried the dew, the people saw that there were white flakes of bread. Since the Israelites oh, didn't know what it was, 
they asked each other, what is this? This is the bread God gave us to eat. Try it and eat it. The people called it manna, which means, what is this? Afterwards, Moses explained the instructions that God had given them. Every morning, you will find manna on the campsite. Pick it up early and gather enough for each day. Don't save any for the following day. However, some people didn't listen to Moses. They tried to save some manna for the next day. The following morning, the manna they had saved had spoiled and smelled bad. The people who were lazy would not pick up enough manna for the entire day. The sun came out and melted the manna that was at the camp. These people stayed hungry until the next day. On Friday, Moses told the people to pick up enough manna for two days. Because God was not going to send them any on Saturday. Some people didn't listen. Because the manna had gone bad the other times they saved it, they thought it would spoil and be a waste the following day. However, it was not like this. And on Saturday, no manna appeared at the camp. At the end of the first week, the Israelites understood that they should follow God's instructions exactly to have fresh food every day. Awesome. Um, yeah, can you come help me? I'm going to just move this table real quick. You guys heard me. I, wa I was wondering if I could stand behind it. <laughs> My mic was still on. Yeah, just a little bit. Thank you. All right, so you guys familiar with that story? Or maybe hearing it for the first time. So God provided bread and quail for the Israelites from heaven um, or from above. And, um, and it only was good for one day. And so they had to trust God. So they had to go out and collect new bread every day because if they um, collected more than enough to have bread for more than one day, it would go bad. Except for on Saturday where they were supposed to rest and Sabbath, they were encouraged to gather more than one day's worth because um, he wanted them to rest on Saturday. And so we're talking today about how God has a new thing for all of us, right? And why do you think it is that God wanted them to go out and get new bread every morning. Why didn't he just, like, you know, Amazon Prime or wherever you get your delivery, like, why can't your food just deliver all your food for a week? Why do you think, check out this scripture. This scripture gives us reason why. Deuteronomy 8, 16 through 18. It's talking about God. He, God, gave you manna to eat in the wilderness, something your ancestors had never known. It was new to you, Right? Why did he do this? To humble and to test you so that in the end it might go well with you. He wanted them to trust. God wanted his people to trust him. goes on to say, you say to yourself, my power and the strength of my hands have produced this wealth for me. But remember the Lord your God, for it's he who gives you the ability to produce wealth. And so confirms his covenant, which he swore to your ancestors as it is today. And so God is wanting to do something new in your life, even though you might really like your old stuffed animal, or you, you really like your old sweatshirt or whatever it is, or you like your old way of life, or you, you like the, um, 
the comfort of the old, God's saying, I want to do something new in your life. This year, 2024, I've got something new for you. Do you perceive it and are you willing to receive it? And two reasons why I think God is always doing something new is number one, because he wants us to trust him, right? He wants us to trust him because when we're brought into a new experience, a new way of life, a new fill-in-the-blank, whatever it is, it causes us to trust him. It was new manna every day because it was teaching the Israelites that God is their provider and that they can trust him for new manna every day. And number two, because he's always leading us to a better place right? The path of the righteous grows brighter and brighter. And so it was new manna. It was a new way of doing things because they were on their way to the promised land, the new land, the better land that God had for them. So this morning at the end of service, when I'm done talking here in just a minute, I'm going to have the worship team come back up and we're going to um, have another time of worship and really a time that I want you to just have some time with the Lord to say, God, what is the new thing that you have for me this year? Help me perceive it. Is there a word? Is there a phrase? Is there a scripture? Is there some kind of anchor? Can you help me perceive the new thing that you're doing? We're going to end in that time of worship and prayer here in just a minute. But I want to encourage you um, with an example behind me. You see all these vases awesome job, fam, bringing it up. But we've got three different vases that represent different seasons. And we've got the first vase here, orange theme. I didn't plan that, but my dye is matching my shirt. <laughs> okay, so this is, um, this first vase represents when God does something new in your life. I'm going to drop one drop of dye in here. So this represents when you pursue and experience the new thing that God has for you. <clears throat> I forgot to bring my um, spoon to stir. Is there anything over there? Can you give me my pen, Ella? <clears throat> so this represents, yeah, I'll make it work. Um, it hasn't changed yet because it needs a stirring device. Um, okay, so we see this face is different than all the others, right? So this face represents when we have this experience with the new thing that God's doing. Maybe you just recently put your faith and trust in Jesus. Maybe you just recently went public with your faith through water or baptism. Maybe this represents that moment that you experienced God. Kids in the room, maybe this, this represents kids camp or some moment where you had this moment where you're like, God, you are so real and God, you are really doing something new and powerful in my life. Maybe this represents a time where you were really praying and believing God for something and you saw a prayer answered. Maybe it was a season where you went on a mission trip or you, you gave over and above and you saw God provide in miraculous ways where you really heard God and you acted on what he said. Okay, you see the color difference? A lot of times what can happen, and even just in a normal week, you come on a Sunday morning, you experience God, you hear from him, and then the next day you don't open up your Bible or you don't pray, and you're expecting to live off of that one day, yesterday's manna, right? <clears throat> well, what happens is if we take this God moment, this experience with him, this, oh my gosh, goosebump moment with the Lord, or whatever it might be, he healed your body, he provided for you in a miraculous way, where you're like, God, you are so real, you are so cool, oh, I want to live for you forever, every day I'm going to go out for new manna. But then the next day comes, and it's not as magical, like you hit the snooze, and it just kind of, 
everyday, day-to-day stuff, and you're trying to live off of yesterday's manna. It looks a little different, right? We've all been there before. This vase represents the next day, where you don't go out for the new manna. You don't wake up and have your quiet time with Jesus. You're, you're not pursuing him. Maybe it's a day, maybe it's a season. And you're like, oh, but me and God were so cool back yesterday. Or me and God, I saw God do so many cool things in whatever, 2001 or whatever it was. And you're still trying to live in the glory days of when you experienced God a, a certain way. But it doesn't work that way. Amen? And then we can, I think you can assume that if you keep going to the next season, the next day, stale. Right? So adults, kids in the room, God has a new thing for us every day. Um, but God has a new thing for us in this season. And I, I want to have us, have us have some time today to perceive it, to see what God is doing um, you know, I do want to encourage you too, man, and we're so excited for January and 21 days of prayer and fasting, which will start in a week. Um, next Sunday night, we've got our night of prayer and worship, the first Sunday night of the year. We've got, um, first Sunday night of prayer and worship, we'll have more of a full band and, um, a really special worship moment the day before 21 days of prayer and fasting starts. Um, and then we're opening up on Tuesdays to, if you have flexibility in your schedule on your lunch hour, to come here for um, just a time where the sanctuary will be open if you want a, a time to get away and pray. We have so much expectation this January as we reset with God. And I, I pray this is a visual for you of the new thing that God wants to do every day. Every day God has a word for us. Amen. You don't have to spend an hour reading scripture every day. Just one word can change, can change our life, right? <clears throat> so I want to encourage us, church family, adults, kids alike. Maybe there's nothing really crazy new this year. Maybe you're not moving into a new house or going to a new school, or maybe it's not a new relationship, and maybe it's not... Um, you know, some kind of big transition. Maybe you're not having a kid. Maybe you're not having a new grandkid. Maybe you're like, nothing, nothing's really coming. Like there's not a big new thing coming. Is it a new lifestyle? Is it a biblical lifestyle God's calling you to? Is it a mind frame? Is it renewing your mind, just thinking differently this year according to the word of God? Is it a change of heart where you're like, maybe I'm not even doing anything different, but my heart posture is different. What is the new thing that God has for all of us this year? Matthew 4, 4 says, He answered and said to me, It's written, Man shall not live on bread alone. That story of the manna, it was a type and shadow of how we're supposed to live on the bread of the word every day. Scripture says that we should not live on bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. So just like the Israelites couldn't live off of yesterday's manna, we can't live off of yesterday's word from God. Tomorrow you can't live off the word of this message. You're going to have to go have some time with Jesus and pray and open up your Bible and be talking to him throughout the day to see what he has for you tomorrow. 
Amen. Church family, would you stand with me? I'm going to open up in prayer. Um, Open up this time in prayer. And then the team is going to lead us in a song called New Thing. And I really do encourage you, if you feel so led, to come forward and just have some time with the Lord. Maybe go to the back of the sanctuary. Maybe come to the front of the sanctuary. Maybe get some space from the person you're standing next to and just say, Lord, what is the new thing you have for me this year? Don't want us to leave this service. Don't want us to enter 2024 without having some time with the Lord to say, Lord, what are you doing? Help me to perceive the new thing that you have for me, for my family, for this season. Let's pray. Lord, we love you so much. And God, we thank you for your goodness in 2023. You have been so good. You have been so faithful to us individually and collectively as a church. God, we thank you for all that you've done in and through us as a church family. God, you are so faithful to plant us in a land um, and not to never uproot us. God, we thank you for what you're doing in and through us. And God, as we reflect on 2023 and as we prepare for 2024, God, we set apart this moment that we're about to enter. Holy Spirit, thank you that you are our leader, you are our teacher, you are our guide. Holy Spirit, we thank you that scripture says you tell us and show us things to come. And so God, we pause. Nothing to rush off to today. God, we pause in your presence as we close service. Lord, to contemplate, to perceive the new thing that you're doing in us, whether it's a heart change or a lifestyle change, whether it's a new, tra- a big transition or a little transition, a mind frame or a heart posture. Lord, we want to live fully devoted lives to you. Lord, we thank you. We enter this time with the understanding that you're causing our path to grow brighter and brighter like the morning sun. God, we enter this time with an expectation, with an understanding that you cause us to go from glory to glory and faith to faith as we're transformed into your image. So God, we give you this time. We have expectancy for to hear your still small voice. And we pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen.